it's based on our friend growing up who who like used to his pillow and then later in life <laughs> you get found a we take a Gatorade bottle and oh, warm a sponge warm a sponge in the microwave and oh. stick it inside the Gatorade bottle yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of it I heard of these kids I've I didn't know them. they existed yeah. an off day for us is like everybody else is on day well, we used to be hung over all the time. Yeah. Perpetually. Yeah. What are you saying? We Jeff, started the intro. You're already interrupting. Intro. Guys, please get it together. It's a professional organization. Welcome back to it. Shut it the f up. Oh. Dude, Logan, are you back I in don't training understand. camp? <laughs> Holy <laughs> You yelled at our, our good I'm friends, sorry. I'm, man. Now I feel bad. I just. It's horrible. I'm just trying to run a program. Welcome back to Impulsive, <laughs> the number one podcast in the world. Sorry, guys. I, I don't know what came over me. Uh, if you're not subscribed, <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Yet another beautiful day on this beautiful planet. Oh, Every so day, you know what I do? I express my gratitude mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Some people would call it praying. Like me, I would call it praying. Did you, but not, praying? not to a specific deity, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I started off like this. Hello, uh, dear God, religion, uh, dear, dear universe, dear God, dear creator. Just thankful for another day on this blessed planet planet just uh, wanted to express my gratitude let's do it again tomorrow that's a that's simple amazing. sleek yeah it's re it's really important there's a lot of people out there that say if you can't put together a fully fledged prayer to any specific god say please help in the morning and thank you at night yeah. every day just put those two that those two things together to get to get to get some gratitude in your yeah life. yeah i know our, cool, our, man. Our, it's cool right our, yeah. our co-host george is very religious george what do you think about uh oh okay well Six nine, the guest day. What? Uh, what, what did, so George isn't here, I guess. That's no problem. We can still do it. Hey man, I was scrolling on Instagram and your girl is here. Um, it's just so much skin. Holy! It, shit. Like, what do you think that amount of skin will do to the layman, I, to the average man? Can I, they handle that? I don't know what I've done right, man. That is. An, uh, it's honestly crazy. You understand? She's so out of your league, dude. So out of my dude, fucking league, dude. Just a bunch of dudes in this house dating girls out of their league. I saw that picture, and my only response to it was, dear God, holy mother of Jesus, what have I done right in my life? Like, yeah. Honestly. So you have more to be grateful for than the than the average person. For sure. Right? You don't deserve that. Let's be honest. For sure. You don't deserve anything. For, I agree with you. <laughs> to an extent, I agree. I put a, a little thing together on Twitter the other day about the power of perspective. I took a bike ride through uh, off the the beautiful roads of Encino the other day through you know a not so um, fortunate area of town to to remind myself of how good I slash we have it. Yeah, I got some heat back from the community like, oh, you go and look at you know where other people live. Oh no, to to make yourself feel. And it was a very small percentage. Most of the people got the message, but it it it, it, uh, it tempted me to create this whole write up about perspective, and I think perspective. And understanding how good you have it comparatively is the route to empathy, to patience, and most importantly, to gratitude. Mm. Just really understanding how good you have it when you wake up in the morning in a warm bed with food to eat, um, and just and just always keeping in mind how how grateful you should be for that. That's an advanced you know? level of thinking, though. Perspective, think, perspective, aware, perspective that, is yeah. a big one to to fully be able to digest and apply. I think it takes a lot. Life. I think it takes those traumatic events. I yeah. think it takes going through some shit, and that's why I think a lot of young people have trouble with it because they're they're fresh. So we just got to put them through the fucking gauntlet. Put them through the fucking ring. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. If you're a parent listening to this, throw your kid down a staircase or yeah, something. Put their dicks through a couple flashlights, like Pam said. Uh, did you say that, Ma? She said I got a washed up dick. 
Yeah, that's fucked up. That, that was that's my friend. All right, all right. Speaking of dicks, well, that's that's not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna bring on the guest, but he has a show where he, like us, enters the dick sand a lot. That's yep. where I was going with this. Yep. It, I can't believe we got this guy. Uh, I'm gonna do an intro first and then bring him on because you know Zoom the uh, technological. Differences could make it slightly difficult. But uh, you've gotten pretty good at timing it. Yeah, like, I don't want to try it though. Even so, I'll can do. Can you try first. to do it? I just want to uh, see fuck. if you can nail it. All right, dude. All, right, all right, here we go. I would start all it right. now as you push the button. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I believe in you on this one. All right, our guest today, <laughs> you'll recognize from the league, Parks and Rec, and his own Kroll show. He's also the co-creator, producer, and performer of over thirty voices on the Emmy-nominated animated Netflix series Big Mouth whose season four premieres this Friday, December 4th. He's a newly married man. Please welcome Nick Kroll. I would have hit it just a second or, I would have just a second earlier. Because you never know uh, with these tech... <sighs> see, uh, there he is. It was close, he's, ju he's just initials. <laughs> just, we, we could probably cut around it. Or do we just no, leave No, I like it. I mean, he did say England is a city. That was Nick Crompton. That was Nick Crompton. I have prepped for the wrong episode. I will <laughs> be right back. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'll probably. Uh, it, maybe he's just in a different part of the country. It doesn't have light right now. Can you hear him? I, I can't hear him. Is he in Australia? Here we go. I'll go I could put him back in. Put the him in the waiting room. room. Make, <laughs> him, make him suffer. <laughs> I can make him the host. Is that is that a fault of oh, oh that's fantastic. Does he stay like that most of the time? Is he is he pretty one faced? <laughs> How do we oh this is it. Full screen. Oh yeah. Then he really could hold a pose. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he just perpetually sad? What's he so that, if that face isn't 2020, I don't know what is. <laughs> that that face is just 2020 incarnate, dude. He's just like, what a shit fucking year. A shit app and a shit podcast. I don't want to be here. Um, Get me off this fucking show. Is it, is it the speaker view? Yeah. The full screen view? Ask to unmute. Oh, okay. Hey, man. Any chance you could, you could do sound also so you can sound the podcast? He's going to figure it out. This dude's smart as hell. I, I need to figure this out. I don't know how to do full screen. Someone just fell over. Oh. <laughs> I think it's looking promising. So, so, Nick, we see you now. If you could hear us, maybe give some, some sort of sign language, a peace sign. Uh, oh. A, a thumbs up, a hair comb. I think we can hear him, too. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Oh yes, sir. God, we got incredible. him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Nick Kroll, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm uh, just uh, struggling with this Zoom technology. My limited. Uh, how are you guys? How's it going? I'm good. We're we're pretty good. Yeah, we're struggling over here too, man. Uh, I I, I don't know. Cause, and I'm a millennial. Like I'm supposed to get this shit, but we tried FaceTime and it wasn't coming through. I just I'm not good at I'm not good at running a podcast myself. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry that you're uh, here. We can on, try. On if you want to turn to FaceTime again, I mean, I'm in now. I think we're in, right? Yeah. Successfully, we, we're we're in this thing. No, we could do this. We could, uh. If you don't mind me asking, what room are you in? There's so so many uh, patterns. I feel like, like some a, sort of like optical illusion, decor of some sort. I'm mean, I'm in my office here. It's like uh, the walls are like a uh, like a weird um, uh, like Mediterranean Middle Eastern city wallpaper. Um, kind of looks like I don't know. 
like a DMT as a decoration. Have, yeah, I, I feel yeah, like... I, I tend to I try to find that liminal space between life and death and, and, <laughs> just... my, and cover my walls in it. <laughs> and just live in it. Well, listen, man, yeah, live in that live in that purgatory uh, between life and death. Sure. Sure, man. 2020. Like doing a Zoom. 2020 like doing, like defined, a Zoom man. That's what that's what we're all doing this year, man. We're just kind of just hanging out. <laughs> well, listen, Nick, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I'm such a big fan. I uh I DM'd you on Instagram and I said, "Hey, man, would would you want to come on the show because uh Big Mouth season 4 is coming out this Friday, right? <sighs> December 4th." Yes. And yeah, I it's coming out. Uh, yeah, this Friday, December fourth. And uh, yes, I received your DM on Instagram, and I felt really, I felt like like I really felt like a millennial or even a, <laughs> a uh, even younger Gen Z to to coordinate that way. I really, thank you for making me feel uh, youthful and relevant, and it means the world to me. Well, Nick, you're not you're not that old. You're only forty two, right? And you mm -hmm. ju you just got engaged, which is awesome. If you ask me, your whole life's ahead of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Nick, I first got uh, turned on to you when I was watching a, a movie called Sausage Party. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sausage Party. Great. And Great. this mm -hmm. character came on called the douche. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I'm a fucking douche. And every time I watch a film, I'm really into the uh, creative process of it and um, the actors and every part about film in general. And so I looked up afterwards who played this character called Douche, and it was this guy named Nick Kroll. And that's when I started paying attention to you. And then Big Mouth came out, and I'm obsessed with, man, how, how fucked up this show is. It's so fucked up. And it's so refreshing because in 2020, everything is so PC, but you guys, if, it seems like you found the line to be the perfect amount of inappropriate but not get canceled off the internet. Is that exactly what you were going for? And did you do you have to reel it back? Um, so it's a, it's a long, uh, I don't know if I have a clear answer to it, except that, yeah, I mean, I think when we started the show, we wanted to, we knew that we were going to be on Netflix, that we were going to have no rules like you would have, um, you know, on cable or, or regular television at that point. And they really encourage us to push the limits of what, what we could do. So we went for it. And obviously it's a show about kids going through puberty. So there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff with like masturbation and everything else under the sun. And, and I think we, we felt like with the lesson that I've learned personally in making that and, and what I want to do with the stuff I make is like, you can get away with really big, crazy jokes. If you also, at least in our case, like are telling kind of emotional stories mm. that are some real truth behind it. So like anytime we're doing something insane, it's usually still in service of something that the kids are going through in, in their in their world of trying to understand like who they are in puberty and, and their horniness. But but because it's animated, we can get away with some truly insane shit. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, we so. We we're always trying to ride the line, but I think it's like we someone wrote a story about us, I think, after season one that was like Big Mouth gives zero fucks. And I think we have tried to whenever we're worried of being like, oh, this is too far. We're always like, no, Big Mouth gives zero fucks. And we 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 try to adhere to that when we're when we're writing jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It, they really do. I don't know if you've seen this show. Of, co I, of no, course. It's it's because you were a part of one of the. Oh, hey, weren't you mentioned in one of the yes, episodes? Nick, Nick, you burned yes. me. Nick, you burned me in season one, dude. 
Uh, it was, you know, but it's not a burn. It's what it was like Logan Paul confidence, right? It was like, it was, it was, oh, I mean, no. you're a pretty confident guy, right? Well, you're, well Nick, it's not Nick, what you're, <laughs> what you're not telling him is that the douche and sausage party was actually fashioned off of his character. I felt from like Vines. that. I felt like that, bro. <laughs> you, felt, you felt seen with the douche. Um, the douche was, so I had that, that movie. Uh, Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg and their buddies made that movie. It took them forever to get it made. We did a table read of it years and years ago, and they had me come to play that villain part. But they originally, you know, the movie was written as kind of like I, the original villain. And most of the recording I did as that for that movie, for like an animated movie, you do, I don't know, five, ten different recording sessions over the however many years it takes to make. And the I had been doing it as like a British like a Disney villain, like Jafar or something, you know, like one of those, like, Oh, Logan, like you think you're going to defeat me? You know, that kind really of voice. Villainy, yeah. Yeah. And so we, they, they were, you know, doing the, the records for a long time. And then they came to me and like, they're like, we rewrote the pages and it was my last record for the movie. And all of a sudden, like I was reading, it was like, there was like a lot of like, you know, like watch out, bro. Like that kind of vibe. And I, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't really make sense for like an English villain. And then they were like, well, we tested it. Like everyone else, like they were making a movie. They realized like we were making, they were making like a Pixar movie, not a Disney movie. So like the villain should feel more like a, you know, a, 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 a villain that would make sense in a Pixar-ish mm. world. And they, it's a douche. So why wouldn't you have like a douche be the douche? And like, <laughs> I have, I have a character named Bobby Bottle Service, who I did on, on like years ago and did it on the whole show. And, and that it's sort of that voice. It's like, come at me, bro. Like that, that kind of, <laughs> um, which I could see them in Vegas, like uh, at like a club one night. And I was like, what if there was like a talk show by guys like, welcome, to, you know, welcome to Bottle Service with Bobby Bottle Service. You know, like what if it was like, that? it was a whole talk show run from there. And then I built the character from there. And then they were like, could you do that? Some version of that voice for the douche. And I was like, I can't. So I did the whole movie. My whole performance is one recording session. The last recording session no for it was all on like three or four hour record. And, uh, and I'm. That's we'll insane. It, it worked. It really worked. I watched the movie twice. I thought it was brilliant. Like I, I was surprised that that merging of worlds where an animated film and they did a good job of this when they put the the trailer out for sausage party you think it's you think it's gonna be just another animated, beautiful yeah, pixar yeah. disney animated yeah. film and then these uh groceries and the produce start just fit fucking fuck, what yeah. the fuck is happening there's like a a world a, 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 a storming of normandy type scene <laughs> like D, full on d-day yeah. and uh I'm watching it and and, yeah, and it, saving Private Ryan moment. Oh my god, like the, it was beautiful. The ju yeah. the juxtaposition, I, I, it was so refreshing and I and I couldn't believe it hadn't been done before. That's why that's why I I watch it twice and I and I and I study these films and then you guys did it with Big Mouth and it's it's perfect. It's and not elementary right. but like uh, an adolescent, let's say middle school right. age kids yeah. talking and yeah. doing the most insane fucking things. Um, yeah, it's, it's it. When I watched Sausage Party, when it finally when it came out, I, we had started. I think we had started working on Big Mouth at that point, and so 
when I saw it, I was like, yes, they're doing what we were trying to do, which is like, just, you hadn't really seen, I mean, you've seen it with animation, like obviously like, you know, I grew up watching South Park and, mm -hmm. and, and Simpsons you know, probably and my partner. Sorry, what's that? Like Simpsons, Family Guy, like those kind of cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And my, my partner, Andrew Goldberg, on who's it's based on us from childhood, um, Andrew uh, had worked at Family Guy for like 10 years as a writer. Mm. And so when we had we'd been best friends as little kids, uh, in met in first grade, became best friends in middle school, and went to summer camp. This season, season four, Big Mouth's all, uh, the first part is about them going to camp together. But like, they we 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 were friends we we did like little like talent show skits and stuff i don't know oh so y'all like y'all y'all had school like, say again Reed, did you do that kind of stuff in school when you were like a kid like were too, you like hosting like doing the talent show shit or no too scared too honestly really? i was uh i was too scared yeah man i i it's funny you say you you're confident like i'm confident now and i've mentioned it before i really had to grow into my confidence there's a video online of me. I mean, we've brought it up on this show before, uh, talking on camera as an 18-year-old, like fully de developed, like gone through puberty, and it's, it's like a shell of who I am now. I really had to come into my own, and I was always too afraid to uh, do theater or uh, enjoy and, and really let myself sink into the art. And so, and so, kudos to you. I also what, what what flipped? What switched on you? I think, I think the flip switch when I. Found out people liked the things I was creating. It gave ah, me confidence. Yeah, yeah. As soon as my videos started to get like some traction, and when I say some traction, I'm talking like 10,000 views. I was like, oh, 10,000 people like like this enough to click on it. That's that's interesting. Deal, yeah. That's a lot of people. And and then you know it just started compounding, and eventually I just became a fucking douche. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're super excited to announce that we're partnering with Vincera Watches. Look. Finding a watch that's bold and built to last can cost a pretty penny, and Vincera Watches is changing that. They believe you deserve to look good and feel good no matter what your budget is, and they create exceptionally crafted watches, and they do it without breaking the bank. The guys over on their team sent us some watches. Let me tell you, the timepieces are sexy, and right now they're offering a 20% discount off your entire order, and they're going to cover all shipping costs if you visit VinceraWatches.com slash impulsive. There's no brand name markup, no big time price tags, and their promise to you is simple. Solid, well-made products that you will enjoy wearing. These guys know just how important it is to shop from local, local brands you can trust. <laughs> just slip my name in there. <laughs> uh, they're going to make sure you enjoy wearing these watches every single day, and if you don't, Vincera will make it right. That's their promise, and if you don't love it, they will make it right by you. So go shop, Vincero. The deal's really too good to pass up. Go to V-I-N-C-E-R-O watches.com forward slash impulsive. Do not pay full price on these timepieces. Take advantage of our exclusive discount. Get your exclusive dis discount right now. Back to the program. Can I, Nick? Can I? Can we go back to Big Mouth for a second? I want to ask you um, yeah. uh, uh, some something about cancel culture because you uh, you mentioned earlier that animation and cartoon kind of gives you this uh, this almost this wall to hide behind when it comes to uh, what you are able to say and not say without being cited by the the evil mythical creatures that exist in the realm of cancel culture, right? And you, you saw it with television first, and then you started to see it with movies, and then everybody was like, but, but comedy will be safe, like stand-up will be safe. And then you saw that stand-up wasn't safe anymore, and that started to, to fucking fold under the pressure. How long do you think cartoons and animation have before cancel culture says, yo, we don't care if you 
if you animate these tales, this is not okay. These are sensitive topics and they shouldn't be talked about on cartoons. Either. You know, I, I got to say, like, I don't fully, um, I don't entirely share your point of view on, on, on like, uh, on it in general. Like I, I think obviously like things, people have gotten a lot more sensitive. It's gotten more complicated to how you make stuff. Mm -hmm. But I still think you can get away with crazy shit. Um, and I think you have to be – well, I won't say you. I can just I, – I, I, honestly, I try not to think too much or involve myself too much in other people's stuff, like how you make things, what's okay, what's not okay. I really kind of just am like, what's what's going on with me? What what am I making? Is Am I able to still do the jokes I want to do? Do, do I, Can I still tell the stories I want to tell? And I think like – I think you have to think for a minute more. Like in my case, I'm like, all right, why am I doing this character? What's this joke about? Who's the who's the target of this joke? And for the most part, any joke that I really want to make, I can find my way into without like worrying too much about getting canceled or worrying too much about an uproar. Um, I can't speak for other people. I can't speak for what other people's experiences are like stand-ups, podcasters, YouTubers, you know, making stuff in movies. Clearly, there's a lot more sensitivity out in the world. Um, but I don't think that means you still can't get away with crazy stuff. Uh, I just think you have to be or I have to be like really clear about who like who's, who's who I'm going after or, or what the joke is. So like I, I just look at my show this year. It's like. You know, there's an episode in Big Mouth this year where Andrew, you know, gets caught jerking off at his in his grandfather's like at his grandfather's funeral, <laughs> sitting next to his grandfather's dead body. You know what I mean? I'm like, I mean, maybe we'll see. Maybe people will be psyched about that. But well, I'm like, if well, I can still do that, you know what I mean? Like, also, I, 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 I was just gonna say about that particular topic, though. I don't, I don't see the uh, dead grandfather society of America getting too inflamed with that particular uh, sure. scenario. You sure. know, what I'm saying? sure, sure. But like, you know, we get we've we've had blowback from stuff, and and some of it I feel like is, you know, I'm like, oh come on, guys, and then other stuff I've been like, all right, fair enough. Like, I'll take a look at that. I'll figure <laughs> out. I think it's I think it's all circumstantial. I think I think some things are, are are bogus and kind of ridiculous. I think some things you got to listen. Sure. Uh, and and man, you guys really pull no punches. Even like uh, someone at Netflix because I had you on the show, uh, give me a code. I, I I watched. I'm six episodes in uh, season four. It, it's it's fantastic. Uh, the first episode's hilarious. I'm mm -hmm. I'm gonna rewatch it a thousand times. But I think episode three. Um, you're talking about the summer camp. Yeah, and uh, there was a transgender character, mm -hmm. and just even just like uh, some of the jokes around that, I, I'm so removed from that world. You know, I don't know the intricacies of what is okay and what's not, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. you guys so confidently addressed it and went for it, and I think that's what makes it work. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think we'll see. You know, like I think oh, we're no. <laughs> oh, no. see what happens. I guess. <laughs> I, are you are you well, are you ready for are you ready for blowback or? I mean, I'm ready for like we we look I, again. Like my feeling is, we want to talk about. You know, the show is about puberty. It's about kids. It's about human development. It's about sexual development. Yeah. Um, and we 
it started based on me and Andrew, two like white Jewish kids from Westchester County. And we wanted to tell more stories. So mm -hmm. we started talking about all, all different types of kids and all different types of situations. And we, and so, you know, we would be, we thought it'd be interesting to talk about a, a, a trans uh, kid. And, and, you know, I think we are, we try to be again, both like, responsible to what that story is and what that representation means to people but also not like soft about it and yeah. not like tiptoe around it or make and not or not like let that character be funny or have other elements that aren't about their transness or anything like that like and having people in that room you know of all types of like you know our writer's room is is a diverse room because we want like I want the specificity. Of, I know what it's like to be like a white Jewish kid from Westchester, like what that kid wants to jerk off to. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't know what like, you know, a, 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 a queer woman or a black boy or a trans woman, like what their situation was going through puberty. So we want those people around so that they can help tell that story because they're all funny as fuck, too. And they don't want to make a soft show. They want to make something that's funny that also speaks to their experience. So, like, I think you can. My look, my hope is that we can do it all. Like whether we will succeed or not, I don't know. But like we will. My goal is always to be like, how can we go full throttle and also be mindful of what stories we're telling and that kids are going to watch it and like what are the what are they what are they seeing inside of that and you know what I mean? Just like it's like the show that I you know I want to make the show that I wish existed when I was a kid. You know, thousand percent agree. Um, thousand percent agree. And I. And I'm uh I'm optimistic like you, and I and I don't think there's gonna be any issues because you guys don't pull any punches. And I can imagine your writers' room, even watching uh, the episodes, I'm like, yo, it, it has to be eclectic because every character speaks from a place of of truth. So it seems like even even in uh, the um, upbringing and the experiences of of that transgender character, it just it seems very real. And I think where you guys succeed is your arc. You said it. There's heart in the show. There's emotion. Mm -hmm. And by the end of every episode, each character has had an arc or learned some lesson or Epiphany there's been, there's or been some sort of yeah, development yeah. that, yeah. for me anyways, coming from a person who now is hypersensitive about being canceled, I'm like, oh, this is why it works. Because you hit the nail on the head and then you build the house. Yeah. Can I, is that an analogy? I think, it, I think that's an hard analogy. I think it works. Yeah, right. I like that. Hit the nail. You gotta, you know, you gotta build the house with nails. Is that, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I'm sure there's nails in houses. Yeah. But yeah, no, no you gotta like, you gotta get a, a rock hard boner and use that to nail in. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. I, I, uh, I thought you and Andrew had grown up together in real life. Hearing it from you is, is amazing. I can't believe this friendship yeah. has, has, uh, blossomed yeah, into two creative, geniuses we're now working on a, an amazing show together yeah man we've known each other since we were six it's crazy it's like and you know now and it could have gone it could have gone bad you know it's like you work with your friend you don't know and like you hope it you hope it works out and uh it's been great it's been really and all the people on the show like you know john mulaney voices uh, andrew the character and john and i have been friends since college and you know jason manzoukas uh, whom people might know as like Rafi from the league and oh, yeah. every other show on TV. And mm -hmm. he and I have been friends early days in New York and Klein and Chelsea, Freddie and Jenny Slate and Armisen, Maya, uh, Rudolph. They're, they're all people that Jordan Peele, they're all people that I've become friends with over the years. And, um, you know, have like, like been able to bring, it's like your show. It's like you bring your, you bring your people together 
and and like there's there's if you can bring your people together who all like each other there's hopefully going to be chemistry you know i was so happy to see seth rogan in season four yeah right off the bat seth fucking legend it's such a it's such an ancestral little like circle as you just brought up jordan peele too i was watching the new uh I was watching that Twilight Zone reboot the other day, and I saw Seth in one of those uh, episodes, and it's just so funny to see everybody work together. And you know, right yeah. now, me, right now, me and Logan obviously have that kind of uh, that friendship and working relationship. Have you ever had uh, pitfalls, shortcomings, arguments, uh, any fights that almost led to bigger uh-huh. beefs with with the homies? You know, every once in a while, look, it's it's like everybody's got their own. Uh, everyone's got their own like relationships and it's they're complicated moments for people. But like, for the most part, I've been pretty good. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a, I don't like conflict very much. So I, I'm like, I get, um, did you, you just, know, did you just get engaged? I'm not currently challenging Floyd Mayweather to fight. So like, I'm not, you know, it's not, a, uh, it's not in my DNA exactly. Uh, which, uh, you know, like, so I, I haven't, I haven't had that many major problems with friends. Like, I mean, it was different, but I did that, the roast of James Franco and like doing that where you're like all publicly making fun of each other. Yeah. It was insane and, and scary. It's like, and I was like, Ooh, I don't love this. Like, I don't love this. These are all my friends and I don't, and I don't love this feeling of like my friends tearing me apart or me tearing apart my friends. Um, but it's, I don't know. No, I've been, I've been pretty lucky. We've been like, I've, I've, I've stayed friends with most of my friends. I, I don't, I mainly cause I think I avoid conflict. You talked about, uh, uh, or, or I guess I brought up Simpsons and uh, Family Guy earlier, and and we had talked about a couple different cartoons. Besides Big Mouth, what is the mm-hmm. most influential and important cartoon to have ever come out in Ooh. the modern age? Ooh. <laughs> Besides Big Mouth, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think we're like we're really living in like a golden age of of animation. I think like obviously Rick and Morty people Woo! love and. What a show. What a show. Those two are everyone involved in that. I mean, that show is like, it's, it's a monster. Uh, And, and, you know, I've, I've known Dan Harmon who works on that show with Royland Harmon did community and a bunch of, I mean, there, there's some really funny, funny people making that show. Um, Obviously like Bojack was the other show on Netflix that was, that, you know, is now done, but is like super funny and weird and, and kind of, emotional in a weird way like our show at certain levels and people have always like you know archer was on when i was on the league and it's still on and people love i mean it's a real it's a really like uh lucky moment that we that like there's just all this great animation i think people now realize you can get away with so much insanity on animation uh in a way that you know going back to what you were saying i do think you can get away with a lot more and bigger crazier jokes in animation than you can in in live action i will say that i think it's like well when you see animated characters like talk about shit like you definitely have a, a longer leash than you do if it was like real you know flesh and blood the, the 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 13 year old girl in big mouth yeah. has a full-on talking vagina yeah with the personality mm-hmm. dog it's insane like what well, when when, like what, when like, bojack <laughs> when bojack horseman has something to say that about a sensitive topic it's got to mm-hmm. be a real watershed moment for a group that represents uh, sensitive communities to say, yo, how do we go after this talking horse? <laughs> like, how do we go after this talking horse in a way that is effective? Like, I think that's the wall 
that people have to get over. I mean, I mean, when Stewie would go go out of line on sensitive discussion, you can't a, how do you cancel baby. a cartoon baby you with can't. a football head? Yeah, for for stabbing his dog to death <laughs> because he owed him fucking. Where's my fucking money, Brian? Nick, yeah, Nick. how do you do yeah, that? They, no, it's it's been a it's always been like even you know again when I was like a kid with you know Simpsons. I mean, Beavis and Butthead was something that I watched when I was a kid and. Mike Judge is a, oh, like a legend. A legend. So like all those shows, you really could, you really have always been able to push it. Like I remember watching Beavis and Butthead as a kid on MTV and being like, <laughs> my mind is blown. I can't believe that they're saying this or doing this, you know. And this because this was still on like basic cable. Um, so yeah, you definitely have a longer leash. And like you know, there's like the the first couple episodes of this season. Uh, you know, Logan, it's like you saw that it's a camp and Andrew doesn't want to take a shit at camp. Like he doesn't like shitting outside of his house. Dog, dog, so the poop holding- comes out his butthole. <laughs> the poop comes out his butthole yeah. and torments him. <laughs> like like a little snake in That's the grass. That's something you can relate to, though, too, because you course, hate shitting so- in, in around people that you know or like girlfriends <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's actually, But it's I've all- never got had like a external conflict with my fecal matter. Right, of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's rare. It's, uh, yeah, it's Paul Giamatti plays this shit, and he's it's incredible. so funny. It's How incredible. do you get these these people? <laughs> Nick, the people you're bringing up are, are A-list, literally A-list celebrities. Bro, the show's incredible. It's just mind-blowing. Paul Giamatti is a, is it a helps, legend. It helps that, um, yeah, I mean, it helps that, it, like, Giamatti's kid, I think, likes the show. His son watches the show, so that helps. <laughs> but, like... We definitely have gotten some people that you're like, we have no business getting. Like, we've got John Oliver on the show this year who plays their, our camp counselor. Kristen Wiig is is Jesse's vagina, by the way. It's oh, my God. Yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have pretty much the entire SNL cast in some uh, way or another, you know, like. We, we've, yeah, we've, we've flat through most of them. It's, uh, but, yeah, I think animation, that's the beauty of animation is, like, you can get people to come in for a little bit, you know, and, like, Giamatti's, like, I get to like be a screaming shit for an hour. Like I'll do that, you know, <laughs> and go funny. They, they gave birth to it eventually. <laughs> they Where gave was birth- I? How come I wasn't watching? I, this I don't know. You? I locked myself in my. God. It's my sancti- sanctity, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, That's yeah. my time. Yeah. I, I I typed in Big Mouth online. You know, there's the people also ask, and the second one is. Is Big Mouth appropriate for 13 year olds? <laughs> and it says Big Mouth is not a kids show. It's totally inappropriate for kids. Let the tweens and teens watch it anyway. Big Mouth might be the best thing to happen to sex education since parents started mislaying copies of The Joy of Sex. So I was going to ask, do you feel like since you are skewed so far in one direction, you've limited your demo, which could be a good thing, but is it is it too limiting? Like, do you know what the demo of the show is? We, you know, we don't have an exact, I mean, I, I can go, it's, we don't have exact data, but. I mean, I'm sure Netflix does. We get a broad scope from them. But mm-hmm. I but like we I can only speak anecdotally, which is, you know, like people who like I remember when we started the show, we were making it being like, well, let's make a show that makes us laugh. And, you know, like looking back sort of at our adolescence. And when we put the show out, I remember coming home, going to my nephew's bar mitzvah and like it was a bunch of like all the kids were like, we're watching it. We love it. You know, they're all 13. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are going to be watching this. Yeah. And then their parents were like, I was, I saw their parents later who are all like my brother's age, you know? And they were like, yeah, it's, it's dirty, but also like you're talking about a lot of stuff that our kids actually need to know about and are going through. So like, thank you for having that conversation for us. Or 
creating a, a platform for us to be able to talk about it. Like it is absolutely filthy, but like if parents are, are listening or, or like, you know, make no mistake, like anything that we're talking about on the show, kids can find on the internet. Mm. No problem. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have kids, this effect like, with, with, with your girl with Amara. Yeah. It, it, bro, it, bro, eight year olds will come up to us. And yeah. Like, oh, we love Lana Rhodes. We're like, how do you know her? And some are like through the vlogs and others are like, you know, by other means. And it, it is, it's, it's strange. But I think that as a society, people have started to, and Logan brought this up earlier, if it, if it leads to a message that is helpful or to some sort of place yeah. that facilitates an actual discussion, I think that yeah. the, the willingness for society to look past the roughness around the edges of the conversation that needs to exist to coerce or engage the youth to yeah. dude it's to, so it's so relatable there's engage a engage with it is it that's you there's know, that's a pillow happening. there's a pillow yeah that this dude jay falls in love with right and then he like fumps it yeah Dog, who has it hasn't fumped their a pillow a hundred percent that yeah, was the first that was i lost my virginity yeah. to a pillow easy easily yeah, yeah by, that's based on it's based on our friend growing up who who like used to fuck his pillow and then later in life <laughs> Get found a we take a Gatorade bottle and oh, warm a sponge, warm a sponge in the microwave and oh. stick it inside the Gatorade bottle. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of it. I heard of these kids. I didn't know them. they existed. Yeah, they really I thought existed. this was like an urban legend. <laughs> I th I thought about some shit like that. I never I never had the balls to do it. I mean, like literally, I had my balls. Heard about it with dropped. apple pie and stuff. These Westchester <laughs> these Westchester boys get down get down a little bit different. Wait. <laughs> Hey, hey, where in Westchester, just so I know, like a White Plains set up or like a... I grew up, Andrew grew up in White Plains and, and I grew up in Rye, but uh, we went, I went to school in White Plains. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, but it was like White Plains, Rye, all, all through that area, a bunch of, you know. <laughs> I, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a personal curiosity, no, just because I'm from Connecticut, so I'm just curious where... Oh, you are? Where are you Rye. from? Uh, Milford originally, and I, I spent the, the latest couple of years in Stanford before I moved here to L.A. Right down, oh, yeah. right down the street from you. I used to play basketball at SUNY Purchase, watch the Knicks practice, but that was a totally dec decades yeah. ago. We used to go play soccer in, in round Milford and get our ass kicked and then go to Stanford <laughs> to get our ass kicked. <laughs> Not to keep beating the horse who's dead, uh, yeah. but it is really cool how there's like a level of relatability that I feel like kids can watch on the show and actually learn about. Like I found the, the whole depression kitty thing mm -hmm. really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Is it Tito, the anxiety mosquito? Yeah, yeah. It's it's they That's do a good job of personifying feelings and mental health issues as well. Honestly, yeah, yeah breaking that yeah. stigma down. Yeah, there's a kitty that lays on you. It's the depression kitty. It's a and and, and for, anybody, you and for anybody that has depression, that <laughs> feeling of of a weight on your chest is very very relatable. Like that's a, that is an incredible. Uh, way of personifying that have it yeah we, we we and i don't know if we knew it from the beginning i mean we knew we wanted to do a hormone monsters like i remember when we were coming up with the show and andrew was like you know we've been talking about like andrew having like kind of like a hormone monster mm. and i immediately was just like touch yourself andrew like it, it became <laughs> very clear right away that it was like oh okay but then we were like, all right, we got a hormone monster. And then we were like, oh, we need a hormone monstrous. And Maya was already playing my mom and she she started playing that role. She's she, so fucking good as the hormone monster. It might might be my favorite character. I, yeah, the, she, both of them are incredible. The but Maya. She's the most talented. She's a funniest person. And and then we started realizing like, oh, we can personify these. There's hormones. But then 
as we continue to build the show, it's like season two, we had the shame wizard. And, uh, you know, because kids, especially at that age, you start to feel so much shame about your body, your feelings, all mm-hmm. that. And, and, and then depression kitty started to come around. And then, and, and then this season, we, we, um, the new character is Tito the Anxiety Mosquito. And I think and it's uh, this uh, comedian, Maria Bamford, who's, if you haven't seen her, is one of the funniest, most interesting comedic voices that, that I've ever seen. Um, she's super funny. And she, um, so we, but I think like, I think, you know, again, in, in how we build the show, we talk to, we talk to kids professionally. We like talk to sex educators and then we'll talk to their kids like in their classes and, and, and just in conversation, I'll talk to kids. Who You'll do research with, with the youth, yeah. with Gen Z? Yeah, yeah. We'll like, we'll fully, we'll, we'll talk to like, you know, high school and more high school than middle school um, because of the subject matter, but some of it still obviously translates. And, and, and then also just like, you know, meeting kids and talking to like, you know, nieces and nephews and their friends about the show and, and just talking to kids right now, I'm sure you, I'm sure you talk, I'm sure you get it in, in how you communicate with your fans. Like, I think kids now have a lot more higher levels of anxiety and depression than I think I was around when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I think a, that's a fact. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's 100%. a statistic. I think it was. Truthful. I think it lines up. We we watched a show it's called The Social Dilemma, where it says <laughs> yeah. that it basically lines up directly with the uh, advent and the epiphany of the of the cell phone and staring at yeah. a phone all day, and it has led to an increased level of uh, depression, anxiety, as well as suicide attempts by by yeah. teenagers. And it's uh, yeah, so it's 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 heavy. It's it's there's a lot going on with it, and I think kids feel it. And I think like so, we knew we start. You know, it takes us like a year and a half to write and voice the show or more. So we started writing this season four, like, I mean, our first conversations about it were probably like two years ago. And then, and we were like, well, the election will be coming up. So maybe, you know, like the, like anxiety, I'm sure there will be a lot of anxiety around the election. And we just, in talking to kids, we know that a lot of kids are feeling a lot of anxiety in general. We know that we, I'm, I feel more anxious than I did, you know, when I was younger. And so it felt like anxiety would be something worth exploring and, and figuring out all the ways the different kids kind of deal with it and like how to, cause anxiety treats us all differently. Like some of us, I think like experience anxiety, social anxiety. Some of us experience like the feeling of, you know, catastrophic thinking um, about like some crazy shit that's going to happen in the world. And then all of a sudden, as we're getting ready to put the show out, a global pandemic hits and like everything gets thrown up into the, you know, like everyone's anxiety has got to be, Fucking the roof. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. like it's. So we didn't realize there was going to be a global pandemic, but uh, um, I guess we're just lucky. Yeah, you were on the right side. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk to you about Netflix as a partner. Um, you know, obviously a, a powerhouse in the in the you know distribution and and creation field. Um, do they? How's that experience been working with Netflix? And also, do they give you kind of like, uh, do they have someone sitting through reading through the scripts? I mean, how how intensive are they on on sensitivity and that kind of stuff? I mean, I gotta say, they've been um, from the beginning unbelievable partners. Even before the show was on and was a success, they were very supportive of us going for it. We got we've gotten like over the five seasons now that we've basically written and voiced, you know, season four is coming out, but we've already written season five. And I mean, over the five seasons, we've probably had like three notes, like three, like you need to like, like, like there's a bit in season one 
there's an uh, Andrew has a there's a wet dream episode where Andrew won't stops jerking off because um, he like like has a girlfriend and now he's scared to jerk off to the girl he likes because he feels like she's doesn't deserve it like he's uh, you know and his hormone monster's like you got to do it Andrew you know like and he won't <laughs> so he has a wet dream in it and there's like this crazy it's the science fair episode and Rick like uh, who's um, Coach Steve's Hormone Monster and then Nick's who's like... Oh, I love uh, Rick. Like, whatever he's saying. Like, um, he, you know, so... Um, he's the best. There's a moment in that... There's a moment in that episode where someone's like... To, like, more is like, I'm going to suck his sick little dick. You know, and then he's like... Which... <laughs> You can't have subtitles here, but he said, yeah, man, suck my sick little dick. And so we had a moment where he pulls a thermometer out of his sick little dick, like his little dick with like a with like a little ice pack, you know, old timey toothaches. You'd like wear an ice pack yeah, around your head. Yeah. So we see we had a we pulled a thermometer out of his little pee hole and like a little bit of blood spurted out. It was so disgusting. So like we watched it in color. You know, there are various stages of like rough draft, black and white, like an animatic, and then we got it a color, and we saw it a color, and we were like, oh boo! <laughs> <laughs> and then Netflix was like, hey guys, um, how do you guys feel about when he pulls the thermometer out of his sick little dick? And we, were like, I think we're they were like, we were thinking, and we're like, yeah, we're gonna cut that. And they're like, yes, we would like you to cut. So like. We were like, fair enough, Netflix. We'll we'll cut that. And then a couple of similar kinds of things where we were like, yeah, that's fair. Like, you're not. That's not crazy that you don't want you don't want to air that. Right. They're um, not, they're not like make or break like uh, you know macro issues with the episodes. They're more just like individual scenes that they have. No. Yeah. They're no. They're they've been. They, I mean, I think you know. Again, not not trying to like brag, but we're pretty. We come when we come to them with an episode. It's you know they come to the table reads. They watch the like the screeners, the animatics, and and they're for they really leave us alone. I think because that's that's their that was their ethos when we got there, and I think we've proven ourselves to be like let's call them responsible partners in, inside of what we make, and so they're happy to like be like great, go ahead, you know, like so we we've been very very fortunate and it, it'll be interesting you know making stuff in other environments I'll, I'll have to get used to like getting notes again but for right now they they're crazy they've been crazy good for us to work with i'd have to imagine it's part of the reason netflix just is such a, a powerhouse yeah. man we can let yeah. the creators create yeah. and the artists be artists and just do their thing and yep. yeah like, well like, it's like it's like why like you know like you guys have have built such insane followings because people like you're you only make what you want to make how you want to make it and i think like networks have had to learn from the netflixes and from like the youtubes and the instagrams and like everything out there that like where people can make stuff without any without a notes process and i think that like people fans respond to that you know and so i think networks have ha are are learning that that you have to like let if you think someone's talented if they've proven themselves let them go make their thing you know mm -hmm. well at the end of the day and i think you know there might be some listeners out here, out there that don't you know understand the dynamic and the difference between a subscription platform like netflix and a network 
networks at the end of the day will be at the you know behest and at the at the uh, hands of the hands of the advertisers yeah. and 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 the and the heads of network. And so until you know Netflix obviously with a subscription model, if someone finds uh, fault with something you do on Big Mouth, they simply unsubscribe. You lose one user and you continue on with your five hundred million <laughs> you know user person user base. And so that gives them that power to allow you guys to create the way you want to create, which we love. We love that. Yeah. Yeah, subscription oh. subscription model. They were they were way ahead of the curve. They uh, first. And I think, yeah, it's true. It's and it's been you know and and it's 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 like yeah, you're not worried. And also like we can mention brands positively or negatively. They don't care. You know crazy, what I mean? Crazy. Like, oh yo like, yeah, yo, amazing. can I ask? There was a there was a monster. Yeah. Was that was that a brand deal? Brings out the monster in you. Brings uh-huh. out the monster in you. Monster energy drink. Yeah, that that no, we just are like that wasn't a brand deal. Amazing, no, I love that. That wasn't a brand deal, but surely some dime off of brand deals. I haven't made a single dollar from any corporate corporation that gets mentioned on our show. Have you? But have you pitched them? Did you pitch them before? (laughs) Like I don't. No, man. Well, that's why you haven't made a dollar, (laughs) Nick. Nick, why wouldn't you go to them and be like, "Hey, there's a spot here. We're we're gonna keep it or take it out." That looked like a, that looked like a fucking monster brand deal. They, no, they addressed the camera, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, really? We have like Walgreens. Yes, I saw that too. Prominently featured. Nothing. No, nothing. We're just we're like we just mentioned the brand because it makes it's either funny or makes sense. That, like that seems like that mm. seems like standard operating procedure in uh, in cartoons though. Like you see, I, I don't think Family Guy was ever getting sponsor money from any of those people that they mentioned, right? Yeah, but. Imagine if Monster threw 100K at it. If you're going to do it anyways. 100%. But, but here's, the, here's the problem. Obviously, Nick and, and these guys aren't willing to bend the script to fit uh, uh, marketing points and messaging points. So it's basically saying Monster Energy, like, this is what the spot looks like. No, Take but, it or leave no, it. But, no, but that spot, in my opinion, you know, I, I'm just a uh, YouTube boxing Pokemon collector. I'll, yeah, I'll take it all. <laughs> no, no, I think that spot Huge. could have lended itself to a- any uh, – energy drink and since you chose monster specifically i i thought for sure no. some, someone had optimized that good point logan I mean, that's a good point any any sponsors who are listening to uh impulsive like you know i love money so let <laughs> me know but uh uh no hey why don't you hey why don't you let us know what a what a, an, an impulsive podcast uh, <laughs> uh spot looks like yeah, on big mouth we might we might be willing to pay it dude yeah what's Let's see what a drop, an impulsive drop in Big Mouth is worth. I mean, vice versa, really, probably. This is, I mean, that's probably the real. Hey, we're, the hey, we're open to trade, Nick Girl. We're open to trade. Right. Uh, but we, yeah, I mean, it's honestly like the beauty of it. I will say that we haven't done it with anything, partly because of the freedom of like being like, oh, I just want to mention that brand. Like, I don't want to think about whether they're going to be okay with it or whether, you know, the language or like, you know, when we, if we use like, uh, uh, I mean, the only thing we really have to worry about, what we have to figure out paying for is like the songs. If we parody a song, yep. we have to deal with that. Like, the other, so there's we, no, there's no copyright with uh, the brands either. No, because no. because uh, you know, hip hop artists wear uh, Gucci or Louis Vuitton in a music video, they have to blur it. Really? Yeah, it's like this. It's a major thing. I wonder why in animation there's a there's a pass. It could that. be where it's placed. Like, it. You, it could be where it's placed. So, like, maybe they have to blur it on YouTube, and YouTube has rules against brands and something like in a, yeah. and a subscription. No. I'm trying to think. I, I don't not. I mean, I we we definitely. I mean, there have been a couple discussions of something coming to us that, but we haven't done anything yet. I know that we have not. We have not. not nothing has 
Um, but you know, like, I don't know, like, let us know how, let me know how it works. <laughs> no, it's, it's a headache. That's why I asked, man. We deal with that, uh, trademark copyright well, you, shit all I mean, the time. like, I'm like, how do we like, I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm so fascinated by you guys having built like all this, the merch stuff. Like I, I'm like, I feel like that's where I'm like, how do I get my can I <laughs> label? Can I start that off? You guys that all right? Well, there's gotta be big. I mean, there's big mouth clothes. Right? Yeah. That you could buy or I guess. Yeah. There. Oh no, there is. There's stuff at like, you know, at the, at major marketing, you know, or like at like, stores uh but i don't know i'm I, I don't know i'm fascinated by it it's like this i, I, I feel like i have ideas yeah, you guys i have ideas if, if there was that. a uh, if there was a hormone monster like winter headpiece like you oh. know how he's got that really fluffy hair <laughs> oh well you could do like a like a yeah like a, a hoodie but that, that's the hormone monster yeah. header there, there's look there's, there's, I, there's i feel options. like there's there's conversations that could happen after this i i think nick the thing is is like these i think T television shows and programs like Big Mouth, they want their their answers to be so turnkey, so they license out the creative to Spencer's and 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 uh, yes. Hot Topic and stuff like that. We own all our stuff. We go through the the painstaking you know legwork of building out entire <laughs> the creative teams and work. and 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 designs. And so, I mean, hey, listen, if you guys want to do that, we could surely lead you in the right direction if you want to take that stuff in house. <laughs> uh, do you know Do you know what kind of uh, viewership the show gets? Are you allowed to say? You're not allowed to say. Um, we don't get, you know, again, Netflix is, gives us very broad strokes. We know that we are, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what numbers we are. I know that we are, when we are on the air for that month or two, you know, like that's what they look at is like that 28 days. Yeah. Like we're incredibly high on their viewership. Like, you know, the month we're one of their biggest shows. Got I it. know that, like, I, I don't, um, I can't. I don't have specific numbers, but, you know, and, and they'll tell us like regions, like, you know, we're big, obviously in the U S and Australia and in England and like all the, I would English imagine Australia. Yeah. Do they're you have any surprise countries there. like that? You're just like, why are we so big in Bolivia? Like why, <laughs> that, why did this happen? We're big in, we are pretty big in Brazil. Um, but there, I feel like Brazil's filled with like a bunch of lovely hormone monsters. You know what uh, I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Um, hormone and, monsters yeah. that you can't look at because you're newly engaged. You're, engaged. engaged. you're an engaged married. guy now. Congra married, married, you're married now. Married. Yeah. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we. Uh, it's it's been uh, it's been lovely. Um, Is this your first awesome. marriage? Yeah. Yes. First marriage. Okay, I, I waited. I, 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 yeah, I don't want to be too invasive here, but that the patience like i like i'm dude i'm 25 and i'm like nervous i'm like oh, i'm gonna be alone. i just recently uh we, we broke up me and my girlfriend <laughs> i don't know how to say it. it's so weird it's just like what the fuck and, and i'm like oh i'm gonna be alone forever i feel like you know i'll never uh, find the one and, and and you you waited and look what happened you got that right yeah out. no i i waited i mean i had you know various long-term relationships and then this one felt right i do think that the pandemic makes or break i think made or break broke a lot of couples oh yeah you think it, that it, that had for me it did it mean it did both it did both yeah. of those it well nah it, for me it made it it made it, it. brought you guys together yeah. you, there was nowhere to go on party you spent a lot of time together yeah so who knows if that time became you know too invasive but or... this relationship wasn't just a pandemic this has been a thing yeah, how for long? Yeah, she, and I, she and i had been together for a few years uh or like a year and a half and had she had moved in 
uh, we were living together in LA when the pandemic happened. So it was, we were, we were like in it, like there was, it wasn't like it started in the middle of this, but, but I definitely think like in general, there are a lot of people whose relationships like either it was like, yes, let's do this. Like, let's get married. Let's like start a family, all those things. Or it's like, we are not supposed to be together. Like, cause it is, it, it's, it's a magnifying glass on a relationship. You know, it's like, it's like, this is going to work or this isn't, you know, like if you can make it through this experience with someone, then it, it means you can make it through the, the, the hard, the hard stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, how long were you just out of curiosity? How long were you guys together before you uh, moved in with each other? Just a really <laughs> bland question coming from this. Are, are you, is that where you're at? Uh, you no, gotta, no, you gotta help the guy. A, yeah, you gotta personal. help him. Just, just curious. We're losing him. He doesn't even sleep here anymore. He just comes uh, here during the day to stream. How it's, long long it's an office, not a house for him. <laughs> Uh, you, are you losing your, are you losing your best friend? Again? Absolutely I'm not. Fucking losing Absolutely him. not. Nick. He's over. Exact, the only time I see him. He's over exaggerating. I report to the house by 10 a.m. every morning and I don't leave until 11 p.m. I'm okay. here. I'm, I just go to my girlfriend's house to sleep and I get a day on the weekends where the rest of the times work with Logan Paul. How long? Ask, how who's, long? Whose name do you, when you guys, when you make love to your girlfriend, whose name do you say? Lo, you say lo, Logan's. Okay, good. 100% every time. Every time. Fuck yeah. How, how long, Nick? How long can I push well, her off for? Please tell we me. Were, we were, we were uh, casually dating for a while, but like, um, we were, because we were living between, I was in LA, she was in New York, and we were kind of going back and forth, but we really moved in uh, like a year, like over a year, we were like, let's start really living together, either in New York or LA. And, a you year? Know, a year? Oh, he, coming oh up, he's coming up. Coming up really I hate fast. you. I hate this. I wish you I would. Can, can you go back in time and say something a little longer? Yeah, right. How long did you say it was? Because there was a Zoom uh, connection breakup when you said yeah, it. Yeah, there was. It was uh, um, but I, you know, but if I had had a, a bed best, if I had a, a best friend podcasting partner, you know, maybe it would have taken two, three years. No, okay, perfect. That's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need from you, Nick Carl. Thank you so and, much. And, and Harry Styles was the first one who found out, right? He, yeah. he helped you come up with the proposal idea. He, yeah. He, I mean, he, he, um, I was that? talking to this, the, the cast, what? this movie that I'm shooting and he, you know, we were just, I was sort of like trying to figure out how I was going to uh, propose and, uh, in, in talking to them and, and the writer Katie, and we were kind of, uh, I came, I was like, oh, maybe it should be in like a moving, like, because we had just moved into our new house and, and it happened. Then the next day I, I proposed like in the middle of unpacking our boxes, I put, I put the ring and, and like a bunch of flowers in this box. And I was like, can you open it? And she was like, okay. And, and, and saw it obviously and, and said, yes, it was really beautiful. And, and it just happened that like Harry texted me to be like, you know what how to go like what happened yeah. and and i was like she said you know like yeah she said yeah so and then we called our parents so literally harry styles was the first <laughs> person to know that we were engaged yeah so, yeah so you called you called a daddy before your own dad i mean yeah. harry styles is, is he's quite the guy uh he really I, is man he's a he's he's a he is like you know he's just a fucking good dude He's a, like a nice guy and uh, just a, a thoughtful guy. And, and he, a, he's in the he's in the movie the movie uh, that you're in with him, Chris Chris. Well, Pine. don't worry, darling. Don't worry, we're, darling. We're, right? Yeah, we're shooting it right now. It's him and uh, Florence Pugh and and Chris Pine and a bunch of really great cast and Olivia Wilde's directing it. Um, Olivia so. Olivia Wilde. Um, man, I heard she was she recently single. Um, I. 
I think it was announced that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> huh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I, I am too. If you want to, like, I don't know, just like plant a seed. You know, she. I I'll mean, pass wow. I'll pass along that you are. <laughs> well, well, hold she's on. Like, a hey, he's, dude, I just. Uh, She's 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 phenomenal. She's fantastic. I mean, you know, you know, from her, from her ability she's, as an actress awesome. to even even more so as her her ability as a director. Yeah. Have you guys seen Booksmart? She I have. Booksmart. It's 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 fantastic. Really funny and smart. She's she's like she really is super talented and so cool. And uh, it's really it's it's fun being directed by someone who's an actor because they they kind of you know they know what it's like to be an actor. She's great. She's like super. Uh, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun. It's a good, it's a really good group of people. It's weird though. Like, you know, we haven't like, I don't know you guys, you guys have your like pod there, you know, like it's weird, uh, going back out in the world in any way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Weird, like kind of like existing out in the world. I don't know, you know, so, you yeah, know, um, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I will go out in the world if I get to go on a date with Olivia Wilde. Anyway, I'm just saying, it, forget I said any of it. Just forget it didn't he, he even probably, happen. He probably is going how to are you be- doing, Logan, how are you doing emotionally from your breakup? How does it feel? How are you, I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm good. It's weird. It's weird. I talked about this. It's like uh, you develop uh, not just a habit, but this person becomes just part of your behavior. It's just fully Muscle integrated memory. into your life and memory. Yeah. You know what movie we watched? Uh, um, what's the movie where Jim Carrey tries the Eternal Sunshine of Oh yeah. Spotless Mind? Spot, yeah. Spotless Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know that doesn't exist in real life, mm. so it's just fully ingrained <laughs> forever, and you have to. Uh, Is this the first? Have you live? Have you lived with previous girlfriends? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. no, no, but I, I find myself intertwined o- often yeah. with with the person. Like I, I really, uh, I devote myself. Entanglements. <laughs> codependent uh no not codependent that's that's i think part of my my uh my issue is that i'm a maybe a little too independent the fact that i'm 25 and like i'm still i'm still young i'm hungry i'm passionate i have i have things i i still want to get done so while i i in my mind am fully devoting myself to this relationship sometimes i hear the, the saying hey i need a little more oh, and i say this is i'm this is the I'm the stump at the end of the giving tree, lady. I got nothing left to give. This is all I right. got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's look. You're. I mean, you're 25. It's like you know, like, and it, it's partly why it took me longer to to settle down or to like not settle down, but to like you know choose some because it was like it took me a while to to be ready to commit myself to put someone else first because it's like you got shit to do, like not in a gross way but in like a like i got stuff i got my goals i got my aspirations like and and it was it's tough to switch your priority list you know well sometimes in your life it's impossible because i mean in all honesty this is exactly where i'm at right now too and i'm 10 years older than than him and i'm 35 and there's people looking at me like yo grandpa like you got a hot a smoking hot girlfriend why aren't you why aren't you locking that down and she's messaging me saying hey listen I, i need more time you, oh, you, no. you you let you left More? you know at, at this time you didn't you, you don't spend enough time with me and we wanted to ask you what what habits of yours uh, you know annoy your partner and the one that I'm <laughs> the one that I'm dealing with right now is this inability to offer enough uh, cuddle time sweet mm. talk like yo well, I got a podcast a YouTube channel a Twitch channel a clothing brand a book a movie like it's right. really hard to do that how did you do that well it's I mean uh, th- weirdly if you want to I mean like. Uh, the, uh, this season on Big Mouth, you'll get there, Logan. You're not there yet. In the you know, 
there a lot of it ends up being there's a whole episode that takes place in the future uh with uh I, Nick Star, I, I just like, wa- I just watched it I just watched okay. it it was amazing it, yeah thanks so it's like and it keeps going it's really about like honestly about what you're talking about which is like you know Nick Birch this kid and and his anxiety is is about like what's gonna happen when I'm older like can I like, am I going to be alone? And it was something that I was dealing when we were writing. It was like at this crossroads in my relationship where I was like, am I going to like surrender to the intimacy of this relationship? Like, and I don't mean surrender in like a gross, like, a, like, oh, she wanted to lock me up. And it's like, <laughs> like in that way, that's like, do I, am I ready to, to like be like, all right, yes, you were going to like do I mean, there's the cuddle time, but there's also just like, I'm going to emotionally open up to you. I'm going to be, allow myself to be needed. I'm going to allow myself to need someone else. Like, and those are big, hard things to accept, even if you're not like a bad dude or a bad, and there are plenty of women who are the same way, who were like, I'm not ready to fucking jump all the way. I mean, I think women are more willing to take that leap than men are. Yeah. But I think like, so it was something that I've been grappling with my much of my adult life, which was like, I want to go do this. I want to go build a career. I want to like, so I'm going to put myself first because I need to like go, I got shit to do. But when you find that right person, you can find that right person, but also you might not be ready to be the right person for them in return. So you, you can't fully jump in, you know, like you, you keep your walls up and that wall might be like, like a real like wall of like I'm not coming home to cuddle or it's like I'm just spending time to you and I'm not going to let you know where I'm actually at. I'm not going to tell you when I'm angry with you because I don't want to have that conflict or I'm not going to like hear you when you say X, Y or Z. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to like try to change who I am because I'm not willing to sacrifice that. It's, it's, it's about like you're talking from a very you elevated sh- plane. Yeah, are you of- sure you're a cartoon writer or are you like? <laughs> Relationships, like honestly, you're just talking about our stories here in real time. You know, but you know what? I know I'm talking a lot of shit, but like, do you know? You know what I mean? It's like, of course, it's just, of course, it's just such a mature level of thinking. I don't know how many relationships are operating on that level. Well, it's like you know, again, I'm fucking 42. You know what I mean? It's like I hope you know. It's like, and I'm I'm like, well, 10 years into therapy. You know what I mean? So it's like, so like. You know, and and so for me, the, doing the show this year and doing the show throughout is has been very therapeutic because it is about like so many of the things that are weird about us as adults comes from what was happening to us going through puberty. Yeah. Like what, you know? So like, if you like, if you got caught masturbating to something, like maybe that's then what turns you on. You want you want a or, story? You want a story? What's that? You want a story? Yeah, please. It's so funny. I have a uh, a YouTube animated series i tried for a little bit called chotch tales mm-hmm. i'm a self-proclaimed chotch should have been called douche tales douche tales i'm a fucking douche <laughs> uh and you know it was just me telling stories about uh my youth and one of the stories man i hope i see this in big mouth one day uh at the school dance when the girls were first doing the grinding when they would when they'd go and like put your butt on you and just like dance and it was the first time i had really like felt the the presence of a woman's bottom on my pelvic ever and it was just, i just couldn't believe it so much so to where this this one girl she was like notorious for her grinding skills this, this girl could twerk before twerking was a thing she was grinding on me at the school dance i was like 14 
I was a freshman. She was like a junior or a senior. Like that situation where it's like, oh my gosh, she chose me? Like prepubescent me? And she's grinding on me. And uh, shit, man. I jizzed my pants. I jizzed my pants, dude. Wait, didn't that wait? Didn't that just, happen on? I feel like that no, happened. No, dude, that yeah, happened on Big Mouth. It that, did happen. that happened. Wait, 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 what? Like season one or two? Like, Fuck. The first episode, the pilot episode, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, it happened to Andrew Goldberg. Oh, fantastic! With a girl in at, a, at like in seventh grade, and he blew his load in his pants. Oh, I knew I saw that on Amazing. the show. Amazing. Because, yeah. because honestly, we we both are actual like this isn't like an ep- uh, episode where we got set up with like a random like we both watch the show religiously and love it oh thank you logan i think yeah. skipped the pilot and just went straight to everything no else. i watched <laughs> it so long ago it's been, oh, for, yeah. it's been out for a minute so, do you think that left an indelible mark on you like when you jizz your pants dancing <laughs> with a girl eh, i've been suffering from premature ejaculation ever since what are you gonna what are you gonna do baby <laughs> uh, but it's yeah i mean it's like all that shit is real it leaves uh, some of it or not it leaves some mark right so like so like for me as an adult man i'm still dealing with like whatever it was like when i was like a late bloomer you know what i mean like i i was so like i was trying to always like show everybody how funny i was because i was like the little guy and you know like and and oh that part of the show was uh true was uh truthful to you yeah i didn't i didn't grow pubes until like high school you know what i mean me me too me too yeah same yeah it was like it was so it, it leaves really? a mark. It's like, yeah, why we're cool. fucking funny now. It's why we're funny because we were trying to be like, look at me. Like, look at me. I'm like, I, you know, like. <laughs> I swear to God, guys, I'm cool. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ignore my little boy dick. I'm funny. <laughs> like, be, like, be funny, you know, so like. Dude, they call me shrimp. They call me. I was the shrimp until junior year. They never played me on the football team. And I remember I came back and my coach was like, he looked up at me this year. He said, yo, you got bigger. And I was like, yeah, bitch, you're going to start me now? <laughs> like, fuck you. I've always been, like, athletic. Coach I just Ant. wasn't. Coach Ant. No, I'm not Ant. You know, I love Ant. Ant believed in me from the, gu- from the jump. Yeah. Uh, it's 42. It's, it's, but I think, that, I think that stuff does benefit you. You know, it's like you. Sure, you, sure. Certain ways. But, but it leaves its mark. So, like, you know, like, you know, I'm in th- I was in therapy. I'd go from, like, therapy to, like, talking about what's going on in my personal life to then the writer's room and then, like, working through those things and then going back to therapy and be like, so I was talking in the writer's room about da da da. Like they, they weirdly, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like a compounding like therapeutic art form that you're going to feel like it's, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I didn't, I didn't know if I would come on your show today to talk about my therapy, but like, uh, here we are. So like, but part of that is like also (laughs) more open and honest, you know, it's like, the, here we are. Like, let's fucking, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Let's talk about it. You know, yeah. so like, and I think that's a lesson that I've taken from the show. And again, I think a reason why people like have taken to you and, and what you guys have created, because it is like, here's my life. Here's who I am. Here's what I'm going through. And and people respond to that. People respond to like the feeling of getting actual, like the, the truth and authenticity of someone in their life and feelings, you know, it's like, which is it's a it's a scary vulnerable thing and you're and we're all trying to figure out how to do it with with our audiences or with our partners or with whoever you know and it's it's a it's a it's a scary thing to let people in you know but when you do i think you end up with a product um both in your real life and also in your like your creative life that that is is more gratifying sure sure totally yeah that's that's nail on that i mean we we talk about this on the show all the time the next wave of 
content creator personality celebrity is based on vulnerability authenticity mm -hmm. uh relatability and being able to deliver a, a, a some sort of message to to the end user whether it's disguised in uh in jizzing your pants at the school dance and talking <laughs> shit or if it's uh you know a, a direct message but uh, you guys are you guys are right on point with where you need to be or in the zeitgeist as logan likes to say thanks man yeah whenever thanks, I, whenever i want to find out what the fuck is wrong with me it's a long list <laughs> Hop into a relationship. You'll it's a, that yeah, that learn. mirroring will it will man it will right, it will, right away. Glass. Yeah, it's a glass. so 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 okay. So I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself. I might kind of hinted at it earlier. Uh, <laughs> is there a habit of yours that annoys your partner the most? Is oh <laughs> fuck. Um, I got specifically during the pandemic. I didn't realize what like a like a how crazy I was with like the refrigerator, like what's in the fridge and like how it's kept and like, like managing fridge space and like things going bad. Like, oh. I don't know. Like I, I realized like specifically at the beginning of the pandemic when like we were all kind of really locked down and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. I got crazy about the fridge. I got really <laughs> crazy. About, like, That's your space, man. That's, it's that cool. was my, I was like, I can control this. Yeah. Like, I can control the fridge. <laughs> Um, like this is a segment, barely, Nick, by the way, this is surely a segment, maybe not for big mouth, but for something. Yeah. Just yeah. A, like the fridge, you became the fridge Nazi in, in, truly, in, a, in, a, in a lot of ways. <laughs> that definitely, that definitely, uh, she's also noticed that I've been, keep saying the word cranking. I, I use, I've been using, <laughs> oh man, I cranked that. Like I've been using that constantly recently. And in I, what context? All context. Like, oh. <laughs> crank one out but then also like like after this podcast but like, yeah we, we crank we crank, crank that crank a workout <laughs> gotta get some work cranked oh, out <laughs> um a lot of that i don't know so she pointed that out and i was like i guess i haven't used the word cranking a lot recently. i don't know see that's how that's how you know you're elevated like we we're worried about like these these large macro topical issues and his issues are like man i got a little too specific about the fridge i started overusing the word I mean, cranking sure talk to her i'm sure if you talk to my partner she would like she'd be like dude fucking i'll tell you <laughs> ten <laughs> ten <laughs> i don't know but again it's like uh I think like getting older and, and trying to understand is like, is really like the, you can only be in a good relationship. I think when this is going to sound real fucking cheesy, but I do believe it. You can only really be in a good relationship when you are begin to be in a good relationship with yourself. Uh, like, sure. uh, like you really like we all, nobody's at least I'm nobody like dislikes me more than me. You know what I mean? Like, like, no, like, so like, I can't say the same, man. <laughs> Must be nice. No, but I, that's that's uh, that's such a relatable statement for so many people. I think, yeah. but I maybe you're right. I'm sure. Actually, I have a feeling there are some plenty of people out there who don't like me. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't seem very possible. But but the point the point you're making is is well received. And I think a lot of people watching will understand that idea of yeah, you know feeling like we all are so mean to ourselves. Yep. So like you 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 have to like. You have to figure out like some and some for sometimes for good reason. Like we are like we're mean to ourselves because we know our shit. Like we know the the bullshit that we're pulling. Man, you there's know? a there's a there's a saying. I love this saying uh, about the Japan say this or the Japanese say this in Japan. <laughs> uh, fuck, I can't find it. It's something like the humans have three masks. Uh, mm -hmm. On your way one, around your one, no, one you show to the world. world yeah. The second you wear or you reveal Close around friends. your friends and family. Yeah. And the third, only, only you. Only you see it. Yeah. 
And it's yeah. so true. It's so interesting how true that is. And, and there really is a version of yourself that only you understand to the core. And you're the only one that can confront it and deal with it. No matter how open you think you are with everyone else, there's, there's a side of you. There's things that you do that you just, uh, you just keep here and have to, and have to develop, fix, uh, amend, change, whatever it is. And so I'm sure your therapy, cause I, you know, I've been thinking about getting involved with that. Because yeah, yeah. I think, because I think it's, I think it's healthy for everyone, and I'm sure it, it reflects itself in the show. You know, maybe that's part of the reason it has that that uh, that spine of compassion and thoughtfulness. You know, yeah, I, I would say so. I, I mean, I, I would. I, it's been a for me, it like you know, and I get it. Like I, I understand for a lot of people, it's it, it feels like bullshit or it feels too scary because you don't want to see what's going to dig up. Uh, and I can understand, but I can understand that. I think I felt that way. I have a lot of people in my life that feel that way. And, but I would say like, if you are not happy with who you are, or where you are, like, uh, or if you're happy with it, but you can't get yourself in a relationship or you're in a bad relationship where you can't like move ahead at work or you, you can't, you, you continue to have shitty relationships with your family or like, you know, like therapy just gives you the opportunity to work through that mm. and try to understand it. And you're not going to be perfect after that, but at least you're going to be able to begin to like understand why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. And once you have that understanding, then it becomes really your choices to like what you do with it, you know, and some people, no one's going to be perfect inside of it. But I, but I have found, even if you look at it from a purely selfish point of view, I believe therapy makes you a more productive person. Like a more aware person. I, I swear, I swear by it, Nick. And you know, I, I've had my run-ins with, with drugs over the years and mental health issues. And I, I try to, um, recommend therapy and, and, and the therapeutic approaches to, to everyone, whether you're happy or not happy. It's just such an incredible weight off your shoulders to share your troubles and your, and your issues with someone that you, you know, and trust. And we talk about the pandemic and Talk about a field that has been decimated by the pandemic, the, the, mm. the uh, field of therapy, drug addiction, prevention and, and assistance mm. and mental health, because you can't go see your therapist. There's a lot of therapists out there, a lot of drug addiction counselors who aren't meeting face to face and haven't for the past nine months, a very imperative field in the country that that uh, we're surely going to see a massive increase in Oh, depression, wow. anxiety, and all of that as a result of uh, inability to access care over the past six to eight wow. months. Wow, that's. I mean, I've been seeing my therapist over Zoom, but it's, it's probably it's different not the for same. Like, it's just it's not the same, especially if it's more dr drug and alcohol and addiction stuff. It's not being able to be in meetings, not to be there in person. It's a different thing. That that makes a lot of sense. The, the implications of this pandemic. My I own. think uh, are going to be pretty ugly when they reveal themselves yeah, over the I next. Year to three years, like the, like a really ugly. Whether yeah. it's like a social, whether it's economic, economic, it's for gonna sure. be a, it's gonna be a disaster. I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, switching subject. Where did you where did you meet your wife? You're like a dating. You you on Tinder? You swiping? You you at uh, Erwan? You actually, we did meet on an app. So really, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Can you say which uh, one? Or no free brand deals? Uh, yeah, no, no free brand deals. Rhea? Get... Was it Raya? Yeah. Gotta get the yeah. I mean, Wait, was maybe it, it was Ryan. Yeah, it was Ryan. Nice, yeah. nice. Wow, I got kicked off yeah, that Logan's fucking not allowed. app. They decided not to. Nick, Nick, they, they fucked me, bro, on Raya. Really? I don't, bro. I was on for one day. One day. 
and they met, and they met a couple up. met a couple honeys. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I didn't actually get the chance to like say anything to them, but we matched. Uh, and then I come on the next day, and I have a screen, and it says, uh, you know, after something with our community managers, Raya Raya has decided not to. And that was it. They didn't even finish the sentence. They didn't even finish the sentence, They just bro. decided not to. I'm telling you, this was, this was like part of the UI. Like, whatever screen they made, someone must have thrown it up that day just for me and not completed a sentence. And it's affected me because now, obviously, I can't find a wife. Andy came in his pants, so those two things coupled <laughs> together just really affected me. But, yeah, no, yeah. look, I got kicked off uh, of the app, and I, I, don't, I don't know how to even just say this, so I'll just say it. Yo, is your dad worth $2 billion? Nah, he's not. He's <laughs> paid a lot of money. The internet, the internet, uh, the, like, it but is crazy. The is internet, he worth $1 billion? No, he's not worth a billion dollars. Dylan, you fucking asshole. Dylan, what's wrong with you? Put it on sheets, Dylan. It's all over the internet. It's all over. He's not wrong. He's done like reputable places. He's he's made my dad's made a lot of money. He, um, he's but he's not a billionaire. Uh, but it is that is the, that seems to be the general consensus. On the well, how is that? How can that mistake be made? I'm on a page right. You, it says it says Jules B. Kroll net worth two yeah. billion. Well, it says my net worth is like a million dollars, and like I have, I have an overdraft fee in my bank of. <laughs> America for 35 no, bucks. No, right <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, they, it's like one person picks something out of an article and then it becomes a thing. I, that's, I'll say it's like, I'm not going to lie. Like my dad's made a lot of money, but not, he's not a billionaire. Is he, um, is he a businessman? He is a businessman. Yeah. Did, a, he, did growing up, did he encourage your artistry? Did he, did, he, he did, you know, like he, he was always supportive of me creatively. Uh, my, I don't know if my parents thought I was going to like make it, but mm. they were always um, supportive creatively. And then when he realized that like what I was doing was also entrepreneurial, he was, he could identify with that. Mm. Like he could understand that idea of like building a business. Um, and, you know, so like that, that he gets a kick out of watching that, but he also likes that. I'm like, you know, uh, he, he enjoyed all that, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm always uh, curious how, how these uh, uber creative minds are fostered, right? Like, did, you, did they do anything special when you were growing up? Uh, or, I mean, I'm, you can... I'm the youngest of four, and so I always felt like I there was always, like, a crowd around me to, like, you know, that my mm. siblings always, like, it's like, you know, you and your your brother's younger than you, right? Like, yeah, he's two, like, two years, yeah. Like, you get, you get, like, when you're the younger sibling, you get exposed to things earlier because you've got this like older brother who's like yo watch this i was always envious of that i was always envious of of like i i i in many ways had to go first yes and would fail and then i could be like yo jake like my condom i just lost my virginity last time my condom broke just be careful (laughs) (laughs) that happens i won't do it when i'm dancing yeah, exactly. <laughs> he started wearing condoms to dances after that. I had to. I had to. I'm trying to actually think if I did that. <laughs> Dude, if you did that, now that's an episode. I'm like, I might have. That's incredible. I don't. I. I I'm like. I'm 59, 41. Yeah. Or 51, 49. No, 59, 41. That you did. Wear, that you did wear a condom to. Did that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Condom to a school dance. Yeah. Just to, to that love. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, they were, so they were supportive of me in, in general. And then they were, they're not, you know, 
so yeah, they were very supportive of me. So I don't know. What about your family? Yeah. So, like- so my dad kicked me out of the fucking house. So he would kick me out of the house and lock the door. <laughs> and he'd be like, yo, it's summer. You want to play GameCube? You can play for 30 minutes if you go outside for eight hours. So me and Jake, the whole day would just be outside. We had a, a really big backyard. Uh, and we backed up to a place called the, the Cleveland Metro Parks. So just acreage on acreage of, of woods and forests to, to let our imaginations run, run wild, man. We would be back there playing, like, sticks and stones, war games, like, full on, just using our imagination to the, the fullest extent. And I, and I feel it now as an adult, or I would like to believe anyway, that that had something to do with me just constantly creating this world course because that's all i'm doing now i'm just creating these these different stories and these worlds and these scenarios and circumstances and kind of just uh have been manifesting the world around me ever since i was a, a lad absolutely and that is i think it's like the parents who like you know like i mean i think there are different ways of creating it you know yeah. but i think that like making kids go be creative or like encouraging them to get out and into the world in whatever way whether it's into the woods or into like exploring whatever i think that, that stuff is really helpful and create and, and built like giving people the opportunity to have minds that are, are gonna think uh, you know outside of the, exactly the exactly whatever, you know in, in extrapolating my life i'm wrestling with how i'm gonna do that when it's time for me to become a papa you're really ready you're like you're really thinking about like you have no like, idea you have no ta- idea he talks you about no, it a lot but i don't I'm not i just I'm don't know if he's really around. ready to get it cranking if you know what i mean Nick. Yeah, i know i know <laughs> we'll just get him to a school dance just and have the girl like wearing in what he thinks is a dress and it's nothing and then i'll just get it done and i'm gonna warn my son about the school dances that's for sure that's for sure I, I, Guys, I, I'm sorry to do this. I have to go. Actually, I, have I was going to say, I was going to say, that's all we got. That's all we got. That was perfect Nick, timing. Nick, Nick, we love you, bro. Thank you for coming on, Paul. So this is fantastic. Appreciate it. Cool. All Thanks, right, guys. guys. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you. Thanks, Thank you, bro. Nick. I appreciate Thanks. you, man. Yep. Peace, homie. Thanks, Nick. And meeting for damn, I was about he, to be. Oh, that sucks. It's he tough. So, it's not he's the one who broke up with us. Which was actually kind of dope. It was kind of. He dumped us. Yeah. I was literally going to go, all right, Nick, thank you. He goes, I have to go out. Like, yeah. You were so, bro, I, it, that was was it. Coming I was, out it was coming out of your mouth. It was coming out of my mouth. I saw it. Fuck. No, we're still rolling. Yeah. I saw, no, that's good. I, that's so funny because now at least you're, like, he doesn't have a podcast that he can go address the breakup on now. You're on it. Yeah. Like, you can, you, the world I saw it. You, did it. You, you probably <laughs> have the angle. I saw your mouth was open and uh, said, all right, and he cut you off. Do you think he liked the show? Yeah, you sure? I think that was amazing. I, I love think Nick I, Kroll, he was dude. Great. I, I was down, dude. He's it, amazing, bro, bro. When he was doing the voices, I'm sitting. I'm like, yeah, do more, fuck. And it, I, I wanted to ask him to do more voices, but how annoying is that? I'm but, the guy but, like, yeah, do the voices. But Nick. he did a fair amount of them, and then he also rolled in some really great introspective and and, and therapeutic and life awareness. And yeah, Danny's a, waving her team. hand like we got some sort of watch deal. No, What's going? No, I'm saying that was great. It was it great. Was great. Awesome. Danny I know. liked it. Okay, fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I, I would highly encourage everyone to watch Big Mouth. It's it's hilarious. Phenomenal show, refreshing show. You'll watch it, and uh, it's it's cool that something as edgy and raunchy as that can still thrive and teach a lesson. These tumultuous times yeah. that are 2020. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it cranking. Bye. <laughs>